Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Uh, today we are talking about the I don't, Michael Bay classic, I guess you would say. <laughs> well, um, 1995 Bad Boys. It was his, his first at bat, so yeah. It, it was, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was 1995 Bad Boys, uh, and of course, we always ask everyone who's either watching or listening in, if you've never found a reason to watch this movie, please stop what you're doing right now. Go find it on Netflix. It's actually streaming out there on Netflix right now, uh, and then you can come back and join us for the conversation. So we'll wait for you to go do that. And you're back. All right. Thanks, uh, so. Thanks for pausing and joining us again. Uh, now, now you won't be lost on this, uh, what, 25-year-old movie? Right. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, that is crazy. By the, I had no idea that it was that old. And, of course, we don't like to talk about these movies alone, uh, me and Mandy, you know, because we, we don't really care what each other think anymore. We have a good idea, kind of. and uh, So we got to bring in a, a, another party, uh, someone to uh, spice things up a bit. So we are very excited. Uh, even in the mess of this COVID madness, we've uh, reverted to Zoom meetings, which means we, get, uh, we can get people from far away. Uh, we're very lucky to have Toledo area comedian, Mr. Keith Bergman with us. Hey, everybody. Pause for applause. I know, yeah. right? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Thanks Keith. Me. Thanks so much for, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on the show. And uh, this is going to be pushing real close to our 100th episode, mm-hmm. so. Nice. For, yeah, the upper upper nineties at this point. So I'm pretty excited about that. I should and have brought confetti and been like. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna do something fancy for the one hundredth, but I just can't imagine what it could even be during this time of uh, sadness. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, Keith, we made you watch uh, this movie. So we always ask everyone, how long had it been since you watched the movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? I had never watched it in its entirety. Okay. All right. So I, uh, yeah. And I know that's one of those, um, I'm, I'm really, I have a really spotty movie literacy. Sure. Like I, I didn't have a TV for a long time. And some of that was very like nineties hipster. I don't have a television. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't like to admit that. No, (laughs) I know. I know so many people are, how old are you? If you don't mind my asking. I'm I'm in my like mid to late forties. Mid forties. Yeah. This was was my part. 1995 was like my prime, I don't own a bed frame year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so. have, I have friends that are in like their mid 40s that I try to talk about all the movies that we have on here. And they're like, I don't even think I owned a TV when that came out. And I'm like, oh, you're killing me. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss like anything that you, anything that everyone had on VHS, I probably missed. Okay. And then, like, years later, I've been like, now I have, like, this weird nostalgia for VHS tapes. Nice. And I have a whole shelf of them that for no reason whatsoever. But it's like, now, you know, it was, it was a thing where they were, you know, they, they didn't clog up my house when they should have. So now I have to take them around. <laughs> You're the reason why they're still on the shelves at Goodwill. Yeah, like exactly. someone, exactly. Someone's got to be buying them. They're like, oh, Bullworth, I needed to watch this. <laughs> oh, we were just talking about having that, about doing that movie. Yeah, yes, I, it was a big one for us. I own it on VHS and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'll tell you awesome. what, I'll come back. We'll do another episode. There you go. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what would, so if we had given you the reins on this and we had said you pick a movie then that you would say, you know, shaped you as a person, whether it was as a child or even later on when you started watching TV like regular people, you know? 
Uh, what would you, what would you have said was was a movie that shaped you as a person? Um, I've always been way more into comedy and science fiction. Okay. Like action movies never really did it for me, and they they always seemed really you know even the ones that are like the originators of the cliches always felt really cliched to me. Sure, and you know probably because I watch a lot of them way after the fact. Yep, so I agree. Sure oh yeah. This, Maybe if I'd have watched, if I'd have, you know, if I, if you watch, I mean, if you'd never seen any of the Lethal Weapon movies and you watched one Lethal Weapon one now, you'd be like, this is corny as hell. Yeah. But you know, at the time, and so it's it was it's kind of a thing where you know I was always like any I would have like I grew up with like you know you know obviously like Star Wars movies and Mel Brooks movies and Airplane and those kind of things and those were really way more influential to me than. Uh, than like action cop movies and stuff and for sure so it was you know it was it was good to, it was good it's one of those things it's 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 good for me to see it and catch up on it but it definitely wasn't something that i was into younger in my younger days for sure yeah i i would have to say i'm exactly the same way this is not my forte like i'm not into action films at all and these are the types of action films that sort of breach that for me like that, that can sort of get me into it a little bit like this movie and like true lies for instance and ones that are very you know they have a comedy bent to them yeah like um beverly hills cop yeah things like that i'm like like, your hardcore like action flick my like anything else michael bay uh just explosions and nonsense like i'm not into (laughs) any of that um but it's movies like this that kind of snuck in here and there um and that one is that's why this one is on our list for me is because this was one that I did watch quite often. Uh, this was definitely one that was taped off of like Cinemax when I was a kid. Yes. And we had the blank VHS tape with the little white label on the side, you know? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Same. That is so the same for me. And even <laughs> I feel like this came on all the time. Like if you had Cinemax and HBO, mm-hmm. it was on constantly. Um, Matt, when was the last time you watched it before you watched it for this? Uh, it's got to have been 15 or more years since I saw this. Maybe, yeah, maybe even, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time. Well, I I mean, just because the new one was coming out, Mm -hmm. um, I did rewatch this one only about halfway through because I have a kid, but um, like maybe six months ago. Um, But I, I, my sister and I watched this one. And then we, when the second one came out, we were old enough to see it in the theater. And I freaking love the second one so much. I can't wait to watch the third one. I haven't seen it. So whenever I get a chance to do that. All right. All right. So um, what we generally do is we can kick this off with like a, a clip here. So we're going to just go ahead and meet Marcus and Mike, uh, which are uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So here we go. Hey, look, where, 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 where's your cup holes? I don't have one. <laughs> you mean you don't have one? $80,000 for this car and you ain't got no damn cup holder? It's $105,000, and this happens to be one of the fastest production cars on the planet. Zero to 60 in four seconds, sweetie. This is a limited edition. Yeah. Damn right it's limited. <laughs> no cup holder, no back seat, just a shiny dick with two chairs in it. And <laughs> balls just dragging the fuck along. I like it. Yeah. So awesome. Actually, that scene was filmed post, like, post-production oh, okay. because they didn't like how they were introducing the characters and they wanted it to be funnier. Ah. Um, yeah, but because there's so much cussing in that scene, Jerry Bruckheimer, or no, um, Michael Bay, he, sorry, Jerry Bruckheimer produced this, but Michael Bay edited all of the cuss words out so that he could send him his mom a copy. Fun. (laughs) I just thought that was kind of cute. 
yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, they totally did it post-production. And by the way, the whole script they pretty much threw out. Yeah. Um, the, the script was total crap. Um, they, and, and Michael Bay was like, okay, you guys just basically improvise everything. Wow. And they did. They improvised so much stuff, including um, the clerk that is like, freeze, mother bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're like, you know, you freeze, bitch. Like all of that was improvised. Um, most of Tay Leone's uh, lines were improvised. How much is that? 1425. Damn. Now you know what? I must have left my wallet. Freeze, mother <laughs> bitches! <laughs> Don't you move. Pure 1995 right here. <laughs> How is that not everybody's ringtone for like the first three years of cell phones? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and that guy plays a store clerk in Crash too, the movie Crash. He's okay. the one that ends up almost shooting the little girl. I don't know if you've spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's the the store owner that okay. gets robbed over and over again. So basically, this guy was typecast as like an oh. Arabic. <laughs> he was too good. He was too good at improv. <laughs> Yeah, you no find one has lane. ever said that about anyone before. <laughs> <laughs> you find a lane and you stick in it, man. You know, you yeah, know, exactly. What's up? Um, I did have you to say I love that opening. As I, I definitely have some complaints I will air about the movie. But oh, the, sure. that opening pre-credit scene with the car and the dick with the, the, with the, the two ball, <laughs> that's that was that is that's like just a great scene of two characters that's that's a great establishing shot yeah that's, yeah it's pure banter between the two it gives us an idea of who each person is clearly one of them i mean they're just opposites one of them is a, a trust fund baby who's got everything given to him and the other one is just trying to find some bit of joy in his life uh <laughs> he's not having sex at home with his wife so he can't <laughs> he's got to have one vice and that was it and uh and now the other guy's got fries in the bottom of his Porsche or whatever the hell that was. I don't know what it was. But. Right. And, and even even like kind of knowing that what they were going to do when the two guys tried to carjack, I'm like, you knew, you saw that coming, but it still was just like, it was satisfying. It was yeah. Satisfying. Oh, yeah. By Maybe. the way, one of the, one of the carjackers, um, oh, I, I'll have to look his Did I was just about up. to ask you, do you know where that guy was from? Because I yes. recognize him from uh, Waterworld. I loved him. Oh, okay. Well, that's funny because I, I didn't recognize him from that. I recognized him from Life. And or one of them, it might have been oh, the other guy. The other guy, yeah, yeah. You're talking um, about the big he, guy. He's the one that's like. You was, know, was that Lavelle Crawford? Uh, I don't think that's his the name. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, he went by Bear. I know that, and <laughs> he died in 06. It's Michael Telefero. Oh, um, but he's like, you, he's the one that's like, you gonna eat your cornbread in life? Okay. And um, he is also he was um, he died in 06 of a stroke. And he was in. He was in a couple. Right. Oh, um, the uh, replacements. He was in that. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, but the other guy is from uh, Waterworld. He's the guy who uh, wants the paper and tries to take the woman off of his weird rig when oh. he's all like, he's all like, "Where'd you fighting paper? Give me your paper." That guy, you know. <laughs> I, paper I, I has don't become remember. paper has become currency in the Waterworld. Yeah. So. <laughs> we better get used to it. It's going to happen here. Right? I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, for real. There were a few people that snuck into this movie that were kind of half-assed, like um, cameos or whatever. Maybe yes. did you recognize anyone else that was kind of a weird? Well, I it's okay. So the IMDb of this movie is completely jacked. Like okay. Will Will Smith. I almost said Will Ferrell. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. <laughs> that would have been an incredibly different movie. <laughs> so weird. Um, which oh, okay. See? Yes, I, I, I did. No, you know Dana Carvey? Right? Yes, yes, Dana Carvey and John, and John Lovitz? Yes, wait, wait, okay. Tell me these things. What's happening? 
<laughs> okay, so the original, like, this script was originally written for Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, um, which would have been a completely different movie. It okay. would have been totally crazy. That's crazy. You know the, the writer of this movie? Did you look him up at all? George Gallo? It's an SNL writer, yeah. Well, it's George Gallo, and he wrote uh, Trapped in Paradise with John Lovitz uh-huh. and Dana Carvey. Yes. And also, did you happen to notice uh, Vic Manny is his name? Uh, is in this movie, and he's the guy who uh, the Mitsuchi brothers. Yes, and he, yeah, he's the one that that says like the blue eyed bit calls her a blue eyed yeah. bitch yep. or whatever. Oh, I, I have that clip. It's I, like the worst <laughs> line ever in yeah, the movie. But I figured if I was gonna feature one of the Mitsuchi brothers from Trapped in Paradise, it would be that <laughs> clip. Here. What do you got an itch? I'd love to scratch it. Scratch this, okay? I'd scratch whatever you want me to, you blue eyed bitch. <laughs> did you go okay. to college? Did oh, you go sorry. to college? <laughs> I know, it's so great. So great. Okay. So sorry. I had to pull it up on my notes. Um, but, uh, the producer, Don Simpson, um, mm-hmm. he arranged for a trip of Dana Carvey and John Lovitz to come to Las Vegas and like, b- like do some pre-work. And apparently Dana Carvey like was just completely outraged by how Don Simpson acted. And okay. he was like, I'm not doing a movie with this guy. So Weird. yeah. Um, and then, so then they ended up t- like taking the rights it was like a disney originally like was gonna i know right whoa and and then they sold it to columbia so can you imagine this was probably gonna be like some fun loving like comedy like a real hokey sort of buddy cop yeah i mean i can kind (laughs) of see the roles like if you think about like john like 90s john lovitz as like a sleazy like play like a leisure suit larry dude yeah yeah (laughs) and dana carvey is the henpecked you know Oh, my yeah. wife won't have sex, you know. I, I could yeah, I would, who, I would watch it but, for sure. John Lovitz could definitely not have been considered some kind of Playboy womanizer, though. Like, no, really, it would have been. It would have been way more like just a skeevy. Like, he would have been. There would have been some really some. There would have been some like roofy jokes that didn't age well. For sure. Yeah, there would have been women involved, but he would have paid for all of them. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. <laughs> Sophisticated mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so great. All right. We, I love uh, the idea too of somebody in the nineties in a boardroom just going like, all right, think about it. We put Dana Carvey in a gym for six months. We get him some abs. <laughs> Ladies man action star. It's gonna happen. Fresh off is awesome. Uh, fresh off a clean slate or whatever. I um <laughs> or it had to be right after Trapped in Paradise, right? Like that must have been where I mean, this I movie think fell. So. In, in think, George Gallo's uh, repertoire. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I think Trapped in Paradise was was maybe 98. P.S. If you are listening to this and have not seen Trapped in Paradise, go find it and watch it. It's the greatest movie of all time. It's a really uh, good Christmas movie. Had uh, sure. this from that opening intro scene too. Uh, and I just thought it was funny because we're all comedians. Now let's hear one of those jokes, bitch. I just thought I could find some point <laughs> to play that. Um, but yeah, haven't haven't we all heard that before? In, oh my gosh! In that's slightly so nicer terms. <laughs> what do you? Okay, here's a question. What do you do when someone asks you to uh, tell them a joke? Oh you God! Standard. <laughs> you have a standard uh, response. Uh, I always just try to laugh it off, and I tell them I'm off the clock. There you go. All right. Because that way, like that, you know, that in itself is like, haha, I'm off the clock. But also, like, hey, don't ask me to work. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to pay for this nonsense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, whenever it's with, like, people find, I do not ever tell anyone. I never tell anybody, like, outside of my circle of, like, comedian friends that I do comedy. Uh, because right. when they find out, none of my jokes would translate into, like, a two-second joke. Like, I don't do one-liners at all. 
So it has right. to be like a whole store. It just wouldn't work at all. And I, I hate it every time someone asks. So. <laughs> yeah, I ran this, I've run it, it. Everybody in my life has found out very like reluctantly on my part for that yeah. reason. Like like when it came up, every any year it would come up with like my kids' teachers at school or somebody was just like the whole conversation all over again. But there have been some weird moments like um, when I, I went to the hospital in 2013 when my daughter was in kindergarten or no, she was in preschool mm-hmm. and I was in the hospital. I couldn't see her for two weeks because it was flu season and they actually had done kind of a little mini version of what we're doing now. For sure. Yeah. Um, You've had so I'm practice. in the ICU and I can't see her. So at preschool, they were playing my YouTube clips, which were just profane and R-rated. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but they were playing them so she could hear my voice at school. <laughs> which was heartwarming. But then also I was like two years into comedy and the jokes, I'm sure were like now I would be like, no, don't play those. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it just causes more damage. Yeah. Right. That is um, awesome. Did you um, ask you? With ther- in therapy talking about some guy they don't remember. <laughs> Um, how long have you been uh, doing comedy, Keith? Uh, I went to my, well, it's, it's for the most part since 2010. Okay. Um, there was a brief little thing like in 2002 or so, I tried doing it for like six months and I got like a couple paid gigs way too early. Should not yeah, have. For sure. Like flute, one of those where you do, a, you have a really good open mic set and someone's like, hey, come do this thing you're not ready for. And you're yep. like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then you go and just get humiliated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I did about six months of that years and years ago. And then, you know, was like, well, that's enough of that. And then uh, like 2010 or so, I started going to mics again. And that was, okay. and it was just nonstop until everything stopped. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Um, right. Do you guys have any uh, like outstanding moments in the movie that you thought were particularly good or particularly bad? This is a great time if you want to air those grievances. Yes. I love, I absolutely loved the part when um, Jojo is being interrogated the yep. second time and Martin Lawrence is like, tell him Jojo. Yeah. Ooh, like, <laughs> it's gotta be more Jojo. You gotta, yeah, it's yeah. gotta be more. And he's like, oh, wait, wait, no, it's just one guy. Yeah. What's up, Joe? I'm gonna tell you like this. You splatter his ass. He's no good to us. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not going down over this shit. I'm not going down for you killing Jojo the time, man. Okay, okay. This might be This might be the most uh profanity ridden clip episode we've ever done. I don't know everything about everything. I know a little bit about a little bit. A little bit about a little bit. It's three guys. All right. They got a laboratory. No, no, no. It's two guys. Yeah, one guy down on plane crash last year. No, no, there needs to be more. <laughs> uh, no, no. It's one guy, really. It's only one guy, really. This guy's well, been one main guy. No, this. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, so I good. Thought, and it, I, honestly, I, trying no, to predict, go. trying to get one step ahead of the movie. Like I honestly, when he, when they did all that, and then dude was like, "I'll go get you his address." I thought it was leading up to another ch- like they were gonna chase him. Like he was gonna like, "I'm gonna go get you his address," and then he was just gonna haul ass for sure. And they yeah. were gonna have to run shirtless around for another five minutes. Yeah, right with their shirts open, shooting yeah. guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Explosions in the background for no reason. Just people like throwing weird. barrels of ether out of it. <laughs> yeah. You forgot your boarding pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I loved, I, I actually, I love that part so much. It reminded me of, um, what's the movie with him and Tim Robbins? That oh, I, nothing to lose. Yes. I love when that he, movie. Yes. When he's like, please don't kill me, Frankie Jason. Frankie Jason. Like, that's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that reminded me of. I thought it was fantastic. So yeah. The, the yeah, spider on of, your that's head. That's definitely like, that, that's where you want 
Martin Lawrence in a movie when that when he's when he can just go off like that and for sure that's when he's like at his best. Yeah, I I don't actually enjoy Will Smith's performance in this movie at all. Like without oh. Martin Lawrence in this, uh-huh. it would have been just a dud of a movie because he try. I mean, he does it well, I suppose, the suave sort of ladies' man type. But there's no substance to it, and it doesn't provide anything for the story. You know, it requires that the the witness that they find pursue him and it's they've they've veered off of that altogether like it's they didn't even give that to her as a thing to play off of so it's all watching martin lawrence be martin lawrence which was great yes. I enjoyed. yeah it's like yeah i thought her part was horrible like yeah like, oh my I mean, gosh it, and it was such an i love lucy <sighs> like he thinks you're you and yours him and it, it was like such a goofy <laughs> sitcom thing to do yes in that- the middle of a that's where the Dana you know, Carvey you know, and uh, John Lovitz would have come in real handy there. That was right. Like, oh my gosh! Like, because <laughs> like, if you think about it, the, the the explosions are not on the actors. That can be, you know, like there's really that one scene where the two do, or like the, the the one big chase where he's trying to chase the car while they're driving away after, right after they grab the girl from the from the lobby of the apartment. Yeah, and he, and like that's that's where you get all the slow mo shots of Will Smith running shirtless. And you get the big shot where they're like collapsed on the pavement and the camera pans around them in a circle. It's a little homoerotic almost. And then the, they're like the, very the, pan, the look up panting. To the, and... You get that look up to the sky scene and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I, love, kind of thing. I, I, I loved it, but that's just me. <laughs> but I mean, but like if you, if you took that out, there's not, I mean, there's a surprisingly small amount of like actual fight scenes or tough guy stuff in the movie. Like, you can see, like, especially if you hear about, like, you think about other actors doing those parts, like, that could have been, you know, there's not, there's, there wasn't a ton of, like, those two having to be real burly and beat the shit out of people. Right. Well, yeah. it's funny that you guys, that you say that, because Will Smith was supposed to be running shirtless, and he refused, and he said, I will only run with my shirt open, and I think it's because he's kind of scrawny, even though he, <laughs> like, I think that he probably has like scrawny shoulders and stuff. Cause if you think about it, you probably haven't seen him shirtless that much, maybe like independence day or something like that. But, um, I also thought Tay Leone was horrible at acting no, in this movie. No bueno. She was oh, not, not so good. bad, but I do love her and she did get better in her like upcoming roles. Like she was in Spanglish ghost town is a freaking fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, it's got, um, Oh, who's the British comedian that totally bombed at the Academy Awards or whatever when he was trying to Ricky be Ricky Gervais. Yes, who I love, but he okay. ended yeah, but yeah, so he it's him and her are the main characters. Super good. Um, you know, she's just been like Family Man. She's been in a ton of really good roles, and they're a lot more serious. She was serious. in a league of their own. She was yes. She was first only, base like, for yeah. She played first the, base for Racine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's so funny she that. was good in she actually and it's funny my all of my big movie knowledge comes from a very short time period that mm-hmm. i worked at a blockbuster nice. oh and awesome my dream job yeah <laughs> one of the stupidest things in the world um was the year that deep impact and armageddon came out and yes. Deep impact got the shaft as far as i'm concerned because it's a way better movie yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> Speaking of deep we impact, lost yes, Keith. <laughs> All right, let me. That's what I you get. That was the driving mode. Hold on. That was the <laughs> deepest driving mode. <laughs> that's what you get for shit talking Armageddon. No, the best. Okay, so it, if you guys yeah, aren't no, watching, a thing. <laughs> if you guys aren't, are you're only listening? You're not watching. Oh, we, we just got Keith back. There we are. <laughs> All right. <I'm> back. <laughs> 
I'm going to miss a thing. That was like the greatest ever. It was almost like you did that on purpose. Like you had it planned yeah. out. I just checked it off the list. Got a great this week's um, P.S. I saw Armageddon like 13 times in the theater. So, but I was only like, I mean, thir- the, I'm not, I'm not even saying it's a bad movie. I just think the, like deep impact was a way better, like ensemble, every, like all the interconnected yes. Elijah Wood is, is like very like baby Elijah Woods in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so young. Very. It, it, that's a Keanu Reeves movie. Am I wrong? Deep, deep impact. No. no. Deep impact. Who's like the main main dude in Deep Impact? Isn't there Morgan Freeman in that movie? He's the president. Okay. Go figure. Right. <laughs> um, it's fine. I was just. Is it Sam Rockwell? No. no. Is it Deep Impact? Let's Sam see what Rockwell? we got here. Deep Impact Wikipedia shows the cast as Robert Duvall, Taylioni, Elijah Wood, Vanessa Redgrave. Maximilian Shell, and then just a bunch of other people we don't gotcha. know. So Robert Duvall, I guess, was the Captain yeah, Spurgeon. Was, yeah. there, I'm trying to think. There, there was like a. Maybe I'm thinking James of a different. Cromwell. I, maybe James Crom. James is James Cromwell in there? He sure is. Yeah, I, I think he's a he's the dad. Elijah Woods. He's Elijah Woods' girlfriend's dad, and they he end up is. like they have like a really young sibling that they end up handing off to the kids, and they have to race out of the traffic jam. To, like on a on a dirt bike huh. to get up onto a mountain because there's going to be a tidal wave. John Favreau. Is a disaster. That's that's like as much as I'm not into like cop action movies, disaster mm-hmm. movies. I've watched After the yes. like 25. Times. Oh my go. gosh, mm-hmm. yes, that's such a great movie. Well, Except for the wolves, when the wolves finally come out, and yeah. that I'm like really like they they just had to like go through all this other shit, and now there's like wild wolves in the city. Like that's just lame, but. I was going to ask you guys then, uh, speaking of disaster movies, what's your favorite uh, Will Smith movie, if you had to pick one? Are you steeped in the catalog of Mr. Smith? (laughs) I've definitely missed some, so... Sure. I don't know, like... Go you go first. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Michael Imperioli is is the guy who gets interrogated by... It's JoJo, uh, and he's been in a shitload of movies. I, just, I knew yeah. I'd seen him from somewhere, but I just I looked tell. him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh huh. And yeah. also, Joe um, Joe Pantiliano was in this, and he was Joey in Goonies. Yeah, yeah. Goonies yeah. with hair. He has yeah. hair. Still. I know, and he was so fantastic. And I would say that he's probably my favorite character. And yeah. it, it it comes because he is a bigger character in the second movie too. And he's he's like trying to all this like meditation and stuff, and he's fantastic. So, but I thought he did a really good job in this movie as well. Uh, uh, did you have the, a the internal affairs subplot was so like that was one thing i didn't get at all like so Martin, mark Elton, they just wasted her in this movie like, yeah so she showed up like three times and yelled at everybody right and yeah. then that was it like it was to add some sort of extra pressure on the rest of this thing but like the, why there was no need for this people were right dying and a trillion dollars worth of heroin was stolen like we the odd the stakes are pretty high at that point we don't need yeah totally corporate coming down on them or whatever um by the way my favorite will smith movie is fresh prince of (laughs) (laughs) bel-air okay like i mean i i liked like the men in blacks i i could watch um wild wild west over and over again i do which is like renowned as his like worst movie of all time yeah i know that movie really tanked but like i i remember i don't know if i watched all of it or just watched it in pieces late at night when it was because that was another one for like three or four years that was just on uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They I'm not sure if that to... was one of the Comedy Central. Was it? They were like Comedy Central. For, I don't. I haven't had cable for a while, but for there, there was like that period of time where for like a year or two, Comedy Central would get a movie 
and get their claws in it, and it was just the movie they showed after the Daily Show all the time. <laughs> I'm sure it was just the cheap movie, right? I mean, like right, it was that just movie whatever, tanked yeah, it was so hard movie. that they were willing to get nickels on the dollar for it. So who cares? I mean, probably Independence Day is my favorite, okay. is like my all time, but that's not really a Will Smith movie. Sure. Um, I don't know. I know he did some real shitbag movies that I hated that I, I know re- you liked. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, I Am Legend. I really thought that was a good movie. Um, that was good. Uh, they, what about what about like romantic? What about like Hitch? Will Smith? Oh yes, like, <laughs> I loved Hitch. There you go. I love that when he just watched when... that, and I was I don't know. I don't uh, know. He... Yeah, that's probably the best response. I don't know. I loved it when he gets like all his lips are all swollen because he gets like that shellfish allergy and stuff. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that was great, and, and I like um, Kevin. What's his face? The chubby one that I like. James. Is it, yeah, Kevin, Kevin James. James. Yeah. Yeah. The chubby one. Yeah. There you go. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so Taylor got knocked out by Martin Lawrence's um stunt double. He oh, wow. she got like like uppercutted in the chin and got knocked out and she woke up in the hospital. And oh, like Yikes. Yeah, like everyone was like totally freaked out. So that happened. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you guys know. She Did that happen really- right away? In the in the filming, because maybe that's why um, she's just it, so fucking bad. Yeah, but at the table read, they were yeah. like, <laughs> she's, then she just was terrible at the movie for the rest of the time. Uh, she was just she, flinching all the time, waiting for an elbow. Drink. Yeah, uh, I don't know. All it says, flinching? yeah, right. Um, she well, and I think too, her character is just not likable. She's a vegetarian, which yeah. I mean, not not all vegetarians are bad, but if you're going to preach yeah. to people about eating meat, you, I need to talk to Detective Mike Lowry. This is Captain Howard. Can I help you? You can get me, Detective Lowry. Look, this is not a, another paternity case, is it? <laughs> no, it's another no. murder case, you twerp. I just keep imagining John Lovitz. <laughs> Listen, I've just seen my best friend get murdered. And I'll only talk to Mike Lowry. That totally what makes sense. Lowry? I have a detective here. None of your fucking business, all right? Either I talk to Lowry or I'm going to blow down. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to possibly help catch the killer of my best friend if I can't talk to this one specific guy. Yeah, let's really push. Well, the plot yeah, but along. the guy, the guy that she was with, was an ex cop, so she might think that there's like moles or whatever. I don't know. Just did play she know? Advocate. Did she know that he was an ex cop at that time? I, I think remember. so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. she says something about it. I think, and mm-hmm. then like. But then, like that part, that whole thing where she goes to the dance, like she goes to the goth club with the gun in her purse, and she's yeah. gonna, and she does that. It's like that. It's like that text. It's like a lifetime movie of the week, like how to play a traumatized woman. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna shoot that guy. Like it was just like a, like a shaky voice, and uh, yeah. it was just all. And then yeah, she forgot her whole vigilante justice uh, vibe as soon as she saw the guy. She was like, well, I guess now I'm just in the middle of a gunfight for. A plot um, point for no reason. Uh, do you I guys, also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, do you know? Uh, fr- so Francine was another again subplot to this whole thing. The, yes. the girlfriend of the ex-cop guy who tried to blow them, like throw them off the trail by not knowing how to hack into things. I guess. Yes. I uh, is she the same woman who is in the movie Angus? Is that um, Angus's dad's or Angus's grandpa's new wife? Yes, it is one hundred percent. She's also remember because she played the hooker in the Western movie that had her boobs cut off. That's like the only thing I can remember. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, like, I don't remember that. It's it's a it's a Clint Eastwood like movie. Would. That seems that's a 
If I anyway, had seen that movie, yeah. I mean, they didn't get cut off, but like she got all cut up because she was, yeah. But yes, it is 100%. She's, that's her. I did not care for the uh, the main bad guy there, Fauci or whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. Um, no, I thought he was really good. His name is actually, it's Checky, I think is how you spell, how you pronounce his first name. There's some accents up in there. Yeah. Um, Checky Cario. I don't know. I thought he did okay. I I thought that I had seen him in more stuff than what I had. I feel like he's just like like the typical villain because is that not the case? Then he's not. He doesn't have a filmography. No, I mean he does, and his filmography is huge, but it's shit that I have never watched. So I don't know. Um, He's Turkish. Yeah, Turkish born French actor. He's from Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Look at yeah, that. and um, one of my favorite characters too that I wanted to give like an honorable mention or whatever <laughs> <laughs> was the um, the doorman was was it Chip was that his name? Oh, Detective Burnett, how are you? Yes, oh, cool. Uh, Mr. Lowry, he's not here. He's out. I know. He said I can use his place in the. Oh, really? He didn't mention it to me. <laughs> I did like this guy. Yeah, this is like the quintessential Bronson Pinchot character, like the, right. I actually, I, that's another thing where I, I predicted and I was wrong. I thought they were going to, I thought he was going to get shot. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be another one of those, uh, we're going to avenge him. <laughs> like he was going to try to be the deputy dog and get shot by the bad guys. Yeah. And I, I at least yeah. thought he was going to be like some sort of a thwart to the, to the bad guy. Like he was going to step in and save the day or something. Yeah. I thought the same thing. He got freshly deputized, so he's like, "Hell yeah, I'm a deputy." Oh, when he said that, for sure, I'm like, "Yeah, he's dead. He's gonna <laughs> die. In Will, he's gonna die in Will Smith's arms." Will Smith's gonna look up and like, uh, "You might need deputy. to take these motherfuckers out." <laughs> they killed Chet, the doorman. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was like, "No, nah, he's toast. There's no way." But uh, yeah, it could have been, a, it would have been a mean thing to do, but I was totally expecting it, and I was wrong. <laughs> It feels like there were a bunch of yeah, there were like there's like five characters in this that they that like could have been <clears throat> and again, maybe they scrapped those parts of the script. Yeah. <clears throat> it might have had an integral part. They just were like, fuck it, we don't care anymore. Yeah, we've got to move this thing along. This was a two hour long fucking movie. Like this was too yeah, right. long of a movie. Already. Yeah, when I we had, I paused it for a bathroom break at one point and was like, an hour and ten to go? Are you yeah. kidding me? What is <laughs> Uh, so speaking of an hour and 10 to go, I'm watching the clock here. We're about ready to take our first break, but before we take the break, we do have an activity that we like to do with all of our guests, Keith. So, uh, we have an activity that has a theme song that goes with it. And that theme song sounds like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. Chop this synopsis. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. That was provided by Mr. Bob Fredericks. Uh, we did that game several times without a theme song. And you know what Bob thought? This needs a theme song. So he provided that for a theme us. Song. And we've used it ever Bob, since. So, Bob's a problem solver. That's right. We are about yeah. to play Chop This Synopsis. And so what that entails for you, Keith, we need from you a 10-word or less synopsis of the film Bad Boys. Okay? You're going to get the break uh, to figure it out. So when okay. we come back from the break, we need from you 10 words or less. So basically we need something that would go on the back of a DVD case or something on the splash screen at Netflix, just something to rope you in, try to make you watch this movie, whether it's, you know, completely accurate. That's up to you, man. You've got 10 <laughs> words to figure it out. So when we come back from the break, we'll have that from you, but otherwise we will be right back after these messages. Jamie, 
I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop <laughs> this, nonsense. Can you just see him singing the song in his car by himself, you know? Yes. That's what he did. That's where he recorded it. He had, he had a lunch break <laughs> at work. And he sent us multiple versions of that. And in fact, those are that's strung together, the multiple versions that he sent along. I just strung them together to make that. So I'm pretty stoked about it. I really like at the end when he, when he brings it home, you know, synopsis. I love it. It's great. Beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. So it is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So Keith, if you would, please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of Bad Boys. A free-for-all. Of clips, quips, and chicks from the Fresh Prince and Martin. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you watch? Did, did you guys watch Martin? Because I watched the shit out of Martin when it was I, on. I did watch some of it. Yeah, for sure. I, in fact, I just now realized that these guys were both pretty like super popular '90s TV Huge. people. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, uh, I feel like that's where some of that like this is. This was really like Will Smith's big jump to movies though wasn't it uh, i think so it had to have been pretty goddamn close to it for sure yeah because like he went you know i mean he yeah because he it was already because he was still on the i think because they said didn't he like make a couple of bad boys jokes like in fresh prince episodes yes yeah like, um he was still yeah. doing fresh prince yeah nikki the he's the the mistake basically which is sad to call him that but he yeah. was the oops the oops baby um yeah he's like they won't let me watch bad boys. And he was like, and then Will Smith says, what you going to do? But, yeah. uh, Wikipedia says his leading man status starts in 1998 with the Gene oh. Hackman film enemy of the state. So That's uh, not apparently true. He, yeah. he wasn't considered yeah, was, leading man up until um, this movie then. was the num- the 11th, like the number 11th movie of 1995. So you would think that, he, would. he did Six Degrees of Separation in 93 and then Bad Boys in 95. So he had done uh, one other large role in a, in a film prior to this. So yeah, And don't forget the video, Parents Just Don't Understand, because yeah. come on. For sure, yeah. It's like a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was solidified in the zeitgeist as being like an important person just from, you know. Ring my bell, you know, all that stuff. His that music all. career and his Fresh Prince work. So yeah, was, but yeah, it was. But that was such a weird. It was. It was like a weird transition from like teenager, you know, and because he was on. You forget how long like he was on that show for so long. Yeah, you know, it wasn't quite like a child star trying to be an adult, but it was kind of in that same vein of like trying to be taken seriously. And right. I think that's where some of like the the shirt thing maybe when he was running and there's that whole yes. thing at the end where there was that thing where they said he, he didn't want to say I love you to yes. character like dude says, I love you man to him, but he would, he didn't want to say it. And he like art and it like fought with them all day about saying it. Yeah. And you know, I can see, but do you think about that? You know, he's probably really, I mean, he's a smart dude. He's probably really conscious of like 
what that could, you know, where that movie could have put him or if it was a big flop. Yeah, for sure. I've heard things about his career being extremely calculated. As I don't know how much of it's true, but like people, he has people in his camp that tell him you need to do X amount of this kind of movie and then switch over to that kind of movie. And then that's what keeps you relevant and tries to keep you on top of things. I don't Speaking of career decisions, mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall was originally asked to do this movie and he turned it down. And he said it was like the biggest career mistake he ever made. Oh, no. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, also, too, the other two leads, um, which I think would have been a pretty good movie, were considered um, Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. Okay. So, like the two I of think, them together? Yeah. Which oh, wow. I don't. I don't know how that would have worked because they're both kind of like brooding leading men type. Yeah. Like, you know? and I just can't yeah, see yeah, Wesley Snipes. going to be like the, I can't see Wesley Snipes being like, come on, honey, I need some quality talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just cracking a smile at all. I just don't see that being the case, but yeah. Right. Maybe, you know, I do I love, love Wesley Snipes though. <laughs> I do want to play. I want to play the clip of my, what, what was my favorite part of the movie, yeah. uh, which is right here. Hello. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. <laughs> Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. <laughs> too much bass in your voice. Too much bass. <laughs> you got the sound right now. We were wondering if we can borrow some brown sugar. Nice. That's it. <laughs> Martin Lawrence is so just everything. That, when he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm Mike Lowry. I, I come with the thunder. There's... There's a whole lot of ooh going on. And he, like he is just amazing. I, yeah. I think he's hilarious. And actually, um, the movie Life is probably in my top ten comedies of all time. And he is so amazing in that movie. And um, just like that, he just is his his <laughs> comedy is so awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention too is um the basketball player John Sally, who used to be on the Pistons team. The hacker. Yes, yeah. but he oh, was he amazing. <laughs> and he's like pointing down. And But the thing is, is like I thought that was amazing acting. Obviously, he only had a couple of lines. Sure. Yeah. But like everything that he said, he did more, but he did better acting in his three lines than Taylioni did in this yeah, like whole movie. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I wonder, one of the things all- I would like, um, like the reason that Martin Lawrence and Will Smith like I think the reason they look so good in this movie is because they got to improv so much. Like the one yes. scene that really just made me cringe was when the two women are walking into the ex cops place and they're just laying on the, that script in that chunk of where yeah. she's just laying on the backstory. Like, exposition. Oh, just, yeah, this is an unload you exposition. Your roommate who doesn't pay the bills, I guess yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> it was so like just laying on the exposition of, and if the whole movie had been like that they would have been so awful sit. yeah but, like i wonder if like if maybe this like the dialogue as it was originally written for those two was that bad it was <laughs> I, I, I mean that's a, so yeah i think that martin and will had enough like career experience that they were able to um, but like Tay Leone, a lot of the stuff that she did was improv too. And yeah. so in a way, you know, she probably did make it better, but well, I mean, only... you, you, you kind of had to, right? I mean, if everyone around you is improvising their lines, you can't stick yeah. to the script. So you just kind of, kind of make it up as you go along, I guess. But 
But and I, I do love it. Say, oh, go ahead. Yeah, been, sorry. It's been almost 50 minutes in this podcast. Somebody in this movie is vegan and no one has said anything about it. So we need to hear from this character. Hold on. I said vegetarian. I, I should know. say vegan. <laughs> That's flesh that you're shoveling into your mouth. You know, that was like a living, breathing creature, you know? I hate her so much. <laughs> the worst. Probably had baloney. <laughs> My baloney has a first name. Well, actually, your baloney has about 30 names, you know, because they take, like, odd parts from all different ones, you know, like the leftovers, like the hooves, you know, stomach lining, ears, mm. stuff like that, you know, and they put it into this <laughs> machine and, like, grind oh, it all up. That's really nice. And then out comes, like, the sheet, you know, that's, like, what you're eating now. <sighs> okay. God, she's awful. <clears throat> she's just so... You know what? Melancholy. I, I mean, I realize her best friend was murdered. How about but... a pickle? Can I eat the pickle? There's a lot of salt in it, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, it is a vegetable. A lot of salt in the pickle? <laughs> he okay. just said Let me run. <laughs> Dunk. I love it. All right. Um, I just figured it had been far too long since someone mentioned anything about being a vegan, so. I just, I have to say. 95 too. That wasn't nearly yeah. even acceptable as it is now. Right, yeah, for sure. Um, so I have a, I have a cat door in my basement, which I've talked about before. And usually uh -huh. my dog, my dog will stick their head through it, but my five-year-old just stuck her head through it. Apparently her, her dad who has to get up at four thirty or three thirty in the morning has already laid down uh -oh. and she just stuck her head through the door. So when you see me like going, like motioning, like go upstairs, like she's like, <laughs> her head was literally on the floor and she's like, okay, <laughs> she went back up. <laughs> nice. uh, um, so do we want to talk about budget <laughs> yes we do uh, but before we do I wanted to ask real quick um, so sometimes a movie uh, will be so poorly written that they mention the title of the movie in the oh, movie yeah. uh, <laughs> this one has a bit of a slide to it because of the whole song that was associated with it uh, but do you guys remember any other movies that you've uh, known that, that have the title of the movie in the movie that uh, really just takes you out of the whole mess that's what usually happens for me Every time it happens, I'm like, God damn it. I don't need this. Well, I mean, they did it in Hot Tub Time Machine, but it was off. Bad boys, no. bad boys. What you gonna do? And they're just awful. They're the worst. But anyhow, okay. I had to get I that one like too. I feel like I'm put on the spot with this, so I'm just not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it when they mention the name of the movie in the movie. It weirds me out. But Okay, well, we're, oh, we were doing uh, ages, right? Yeah, or, well, or um, budget, whatever budget, you want to yeah. do. Yeah, we also have a theme song for this uh, provided <laughs> by the one and only Mr. Stu McAllister. Uh, huh? he, was guest, uh, he was guest hosting at the time, and he did it live right on the show. And so I pulled the clip from that, and this is what we get for, uh, <laughs> for the box office. Box office theme song! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> box office theme song. There we go. Short Stu and sweet. McAllister. Stu McAllister. Thanks, Stu. <laughs> Stu famous. always fills in when i'm lame and can't do it yeah, he's very famous awesome he's, he's very famous and uh go listen yes. to his podcast so elemental amazing. podcast all right elemental podcast all right well, so how much <laughs> so um uh, unless keith did you know did you were you, in your research did you see what um it costs to make the movie at, any, at all i didn't look at that but um, no but that's perfect that's bad. okay <laughs> Okay, so how much do you, Keith, how much do you think it costs to make this movie in 1995? In 1995, not adjusted for inflation. No, just well, to make this, it. Is, this yeah. is the budget. So how much do you think the budget was to make this movie? Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then I would have to guess that it was like in like a hundred, 
twenty to one hundred and fifty, and then they went way over. Okay. okay. How did I? How'd I do? Well, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna say that this movie probably cost somewhere in the upper like sixty million ish to make. Okay. I don't. I know it was a Michael Bay film, but it was very. It was early Michael Bay, and he right, wasn't just blowing blowing cash like crazy. So. Well, just so you guys know, Michael Bay gave up pretty much most of his salary to make oh. this movie. Because he had such a low budget. It was oh, no. 19, $19 million oh, wow. is what he made okay. this movie with. I guess I have a little more respect for this movie then. Yeah, I, Yeah. right? Okay, that barely so, even covers the ether. <laughs> <laughs> right. They probably so, had to have um, two or three ice cream trucks, you know? Well, like, and that was the thing. Site. Like there were, there were a lot of scenes that he had to shoot in one day that you would normally take like four or five days to shoot. So sure. he was really actually very unhappy with the final product but i still think obviously it was number 11 for the year so they did pretty good sure. all right so how how much um keith how much do you think it, it caught or how much do you think they made um world up, it's up actually, till now yeah worldwide gross Ooh, uh, and that's just for this movie not the franchise right for i got it i mean it's got to be three or four hundred million for them to put that much effort into a sequel into multiple right. sequels you'd think so yeah because i had heard my, what i heard about two and i didn't i just just from hearsay i from, from random thought from but well, i didn't look it up but i remember like one of the reasons that two took so long to come out after one was that those two had gotten to a point and they knew they had leverage so that there was a ton of like fighting over who was going to get billing and who was going to get more money and a lot of that so i uh it's got I, i'm going to say 350 million Okay. okay. Matt? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little more conservatively. I'm going to say like 200. It was 142 million. Okay. All right. That's Which still is a pretty good showing 19- for a $19 million budget. Yeah. Right. And ni- 1995, that is really, Jeez. really good. Yeah. Um, I also looked up the other movies that came out that year. Um, Toy Story 4 was number one. So, wait, whatever. Wait, Toy Story. Wait. Toy yeah, Story. Had, had it been Toy Story oh, 1? I'm sorry. This is actually funny because everything says 95 except for 19, 2019. Um, number one was seven. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Braveheart. Usual. Oh, these are all crime movies too. Uh, usual Suspects. The Heat. Casino. Um, well, Jumanji. That wasn't a crime. <laughs> or, Goldeneye. Or but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Goldeneye Before Sunrise. And then Copycat. And then this movie. So. Okay. Um, which seven I would love to do the, that movie on here. Cause I watched huh. the shit out of that movie when I was a kid, right. but yeah, like, but usual suspects heat and casino were all like, like, um, fourth, fifth and sixth. So that you know, I don't like necessarily want to on the podcast, uh, the usual suspects. I just want to watch that movie again. You know, like it's just one that I was, if that was on, I would probably sit and watch that movie, but I just, right, yeah, I just think I, I watched that within the last six months. It holds up. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's the, that's the box office portion. Of, yes. the, of the podcast all right uh do we want to move on to another game we're just going to keep doing game after game here yeah all right this one, <laughs> also, this one also has a theme song and i'm sorry for the theme song ahead of time <laughs> this, this one was my doing well not my doing in the sound i didn't make i you get there's a theme You probably have some of these cassette tapes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 
64. All right. It's time all to play right. How Old Are You? You wrote all those songs. I did, yeah. It's the greatest. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully we don't get copyright laws. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I just figured we, if we uh, talk over most of them, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. So, okay. Can you, can you go tell Daddy? Is Daddy in bed? Okay, go tell him, baby. It's okay. I wonder how many people are going to isolate that clip of you saying that just for later use. Go tell daddy. I love you. (laughs) Shut the door, please. (laughs) Okay, baby. Go tell daddy. That's the first, that's the first time this has ever happened. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, That's all right. So Keith got got so mad earlier. He threw his phone. So we're (laughs) still happening. I know. uh, You know, there, there were dogs barking in Senate hearings today. So people, I think we're, it's a new, it's the new normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, she was so sweet too. Okay. Um, okay. How old do you think Tay Leone was when she made this movie? Oh, man. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to do it in context, but it's probably like 24. Okay. I'm going to say, she guess? was. I'm going to say she was like 28. She was 29. Okay. Oh. All right. I know, I'm bad how, at that in general in real life. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm real bad with guessing ages. I feel like this is strange because, like, I don't know. The whole, when I realized the ages, I was like, oh, this is so weird. Okay, how old it's, do you think It's Mark- bizarre to me how much younger they are making this movie yes. than I am in real life. Like, I thought so the weird. same thing. And my, my husband and I watched this movie together. So when I asked him how old he thought everyone was today, he, yeah. he was way off, by the way. <laughs> um, so how old do you think Martin was, Martin Lawrence? 26? Yeah. I'm going to say like 30. He was 30. But hey. see, that's so funny because we watched it as kids. Yeah. And don't you think that 30 is young? Like, don't you feel like now, you would have been older than that? Oh, for sure now. Yeah. But back then, I would have imagined, yeah. It, yeah. So Keith, obviously, he's like got like the mindset of, okay, this was 25 years ago, which. Right. I'm sitting here trying to, yeah. <laughs> which it's still hard to believe that Martin Lawrence is like what, whatever, 25 plus 30. You know, so he's 55. That's still like he, he's AARP style. So that's crazy. <laughs> right. Um, I just like to get think? the first one. If once we get the first character, their age, that's sort of my baseline. So like how much. <laughs> How much older or younger do I think they are than that person? That's... Um, how old do you think Will Smith was? No, he was more. Like, he, he was probably like twenties. He because he's a couple of years younger than Martin, I think. So I would say probably like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Okay, that's right about where I would have said too. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah he he was twenty-seven. Okay, there you go. And then so um, he was just... on the. Oh, sorry, so he ahead. was on the force for six years. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I am 36 years old. Like, and I watched this movie as a kid. I just can't, I can't wrap my head around the fact that they were like so fucking young in this movie. It's weird to me too. Yeah. That that they walk around and they're like, well, I haven't killed anyone today. Or like, they're just making such a joke out of (laughs) like just murdering people constantly. It's great. I just have, I I just have one. Will Smith's apartment. I can't. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, so and just for fun, I threw in Joe Pan- uh, Pantaloni or Pantaloni. Joey Pants. <laughs> yeah, Joey Pants. Um, just for fun. How old do you think he was when he made this? Ooh. Here's some context for you. Until then, you are Mike Lowry. You be him. That's what you are. You're him. Yeah, I- You're him. I don't want to hear it. You're him. And you, you, you are you. You be you. But 
Not in front of her. You're him, him. you're you. Look <laughs> uh, seriously. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he was forty. Okay. Matt? Uh, That's my guess. 40, 43. Okay. 44. Yeah. Okay. Which that's, you know, that's crazy because he's like almost 60. Like, well, no, he'd be almost 70. Yeah. He's almost, he's pushing 70 now. Oh my God. He's almost 70. Yeah. Yeah. Joey. Holy shit. Look at him go. Yeah. Look at me with no, I can't, I'm sorry. I I can't do math because my kid keeps coming down here and (laughs) he had to be in like the, he had to be in like his late, 20s maybe early 30s in uh, goonies i would think then yeah right i mean that yeah. was like 86 and i feel like or... he was he was already balding at that point yeah. so this must have been a hairpiece for maybe. sure yeah i don't know or All just right. that last gasp it's got that real like i'm gonna this is the last year i can grow it like this look to <laughs> sure. it oh my gosh i think donald trump has had that look for like the last 40 years <laughs> All right. oh um, um i wanted last... to ask you Oh. Yeah, and how old do you, or not how old? How tall do you think John Sally is? Oh, the the basketball hacker guy. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Six. I mean, cause six six. I don't know. It's probably way more. Six nine. Six eleven. He's what? almost seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! That'll get you in some so movies. That shot I guess. wasn't even exaggerated. That probably was actually what Martin Lawrence looks like to him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Martin Lawrence is probably a little fella, isn't he? I feel like he's yeah, he's a short dude. Yeah. All right, we want to move right yeah, on. They, to... When they did nothing to lose, because Tim Robbins is really tall too, and then when they yeah. did that movie, you know, Martin Lawrence came up to like his, like he barely came up to his sternum. Yeah. <laughs> Just staring at his belt buckle all day. Um, <laughs> are you having technical difficulty, or are you wondering what's going on upstairs? Nobody on the I'm podcast can see what's with, happening. I'm wondering what's going on with my kid. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to move right along to another uh, game. We have another game for you, Keith. This game has its own theme song as well. And this one goes like this. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Do you hear what I hear? What's that sound? Do you hear what I hear? What, 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 what's that sound? <laughs> All right, it is time for us to play What's That Sound? That's where I take right. a sound clip from this film and I play it for you and you need to tell me what's happening on screen while this sound is happening. This one, ha- okay. uh, this game has uh, become incredibly difficult over Zoom. Uh, when we were all in the same room together, it was a lot easier. Everybody had headphones on and it was all, you know, great. But we're going to give it a shot and see what happens. So okay. this is the first sound. There's going to be two this, uh, for this movie. Uh, and this is the first sound. And I'll play right. it multiple times if you need it replayed. Okay. Okay, that was it. It was a mess, but there mm. was something going on in there. There's a couple of little context clues, some background right. Can music. I hear one more time? For sure. Like I said, these are very tough, especially when it's so. Again, the only reason normally I pick three, but for this movie I only picked two because most of it was just explosions or things right. breaking and stuff, and I couldn't really have a bunch of that, so I figured we'd just get these two. So, I'm gonna go one more time. Uh, I feel like I could be totally wrong. Okay, just take a wild swing at it. And we'll see. 
I'm going to leave is, this up to, up to you guys for a second because okay. I'm not sure what's going on upstairs. All right. <laughs> so I'll be right back. Sure. Okay. Go do yeah, Do what you got to do. That's yeah. She's her daughter's running a blender or something upstairs. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's when he shoots Max and she falls into the glass table. Okay. That is not the case. Oh, all right. the case. Normally, what we would do is we'd, we'd bat it up for you, let you take a swing at it, and then give it to Mandy. And then she'd take a swing right. at it because she has not heard these clips also. And then if neither of you get it, it goes out to the listeners. So because it's just you and we haven't gotten it yet, I'm going to play it one more time clean for the listeners, and then they can either email or message us in and see if they can get it. Uh, generally, okay. we get uh, a few usual suspects, speaking of the movie, uh, who, who ring in and uh, give us those correct answers. So uh, we get some audience participation this time around. Okay, so that was that clip. Does anything else jump out at you? You want to take another swing? Man, I know I now I can definitely hear that I was wrong the first time. But, yeah, for sure. I'll tell um, you after we're done. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Sure, okay, and then here is uh, sound number two. Oh, well, Mandy's back, maybe. Sorry, oh gosh, I'm so out of shape. <laughs> Did okay. you want to take a swing at that first one? Um, No, because no, I mean, it sounded noise. like a bunch of car crashing. Yeah, yeah. like... All right, well, here's, thing. here's number two. Okay, that was it. Just a bunch of <laughs> bunch of stuff happening there. I'll play it one more time. I think I got that one. Okay. Of course, I thought I had the first one. Um, is this, is that Martin Lawrence when they're in the room with the dead guy and after they mm -hmm. come into the mansion? Yes, that's it. Yep. All right. We they, got, discovered, got they discovered the dead guy. Yeah, so. <laughs> about to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he decides he's going like, to leave the room and go call 911. <laughs> right. He's going to go. Uh, Which okay. that was that was another one where I was like when when Will Smith just starts picking the body up and picking yeah. paper up and stuff. I was oh just, I know like I get we're loose cannon cops and everything, but that's a crime scene. Come on, for sure. Well, I mean they already forced themselves into the room to begin with, and then yeah. on top of that, they're just no gloves. We don't need this. We'll just yeah for sure contaminating I mean, the shit out of some evidence. Yeah, right? And they're moving the body around too, throwing his leg off onto the ground. Like who cares? But like. Be a great, of, uh, be a great sequel where all the bad guys get out of jail in a technicality because they felt they <laughs> fucked the scene in the first movie. <laughs> and then they start doing they start doing investigations and find out that all of their crime scenes were that way. So just everyone they've ever put in jail gets out, and it's, it's just like the purge. There's just yeah. every criminal on the streets. <laughs> That's where the the bad boys come from. They're coming from. <laughs> uh, we never talked about uh, Sanchez and Ruet or Ruet? yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I, have, I wanted to bring, yeah. I do have a small clip of those guys here. We'll just play it for a second, and then we'll talk about them here. Where were y'all last night, man? Listen, why don't y'all just have your cousins bring the shit back? We can all get some sleep, all right? We were going to do that, but you know what happened? We came up with a problem. Your mama snorted up all the Oh, why did all right, all right, you two, get over there. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> your mama snorted up all the dope. But, yeah, okay, that was yeah. like such... That was another one of those like really badly written like here's the antagonistic other cops and then like the minute they walk out and they're out on the on the steps and it's like hey you know we got to set aside our differences shit got real <laughs> and then like where did they even end up I don't know what their function was in this whole movie yeah 
I really, like they didn't like in the whole like the, the hangar blew up. Were they still in it? <laughs> I, I, they, they, never had, they didn't get they didn't get killed on screen, did they? That I saw. I don't no. think so. But this is the spinoff that we all needed. Really, the <laughs> the, the Ruiz and Sanchez show. Yeah. And actually, both of those actors like went on to do like some really good stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's funny because they were just again. I think it was just like the super shitty writing and character <laughs> making in this movie. Um, I do have, I know we're getting pretty close to being uh, wrapped up here, but I do have a couple of clips we haven't played yet. We talked about Francine, so I'm just going to play this part. This is Francine here. Eve and my ex-boyfriend, Eddie, and this French guy, they took some really horrible pictures of me. I mean, if you're listening in and you haven't seen this movie, this is the type of acting that you're missing out on right here. (laughs) A lot of narcotics information, but I never... I never gave them you or the girl. Well, they got the girl. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she did a bad job acting necessarily. Yeah. But, yeah. And actually, originally her character was supposed to be a dude, so I'm not sure how they would have worked that out. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, those so pictures would have based... been a, a lot more of a big deal in 95, probably. Um, yeah, if it would have been with another guy. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't, you know. But yeah. the guy was French, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and did you want to hear uh, Mike talk or, or get sad about being a rich kid? Because we haven't heard that yet. Here we go. Yeah, sure. I'm so sick of this bullshit. <laughs> what, what, I'm supposed to apologize for my family leaving me money? All I ever wanted to be was a cop. Man, I'm sad about I stuff. I to the max every day. I'm the first guy through the door, and I'm always the last guy to leave the crime scene. So you know what? Fuck you, and fuck them, and fuck everybody who got a problem with Mike Lowry. Love you, man. Fuck you, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, f- refers to himself. And, they, and there again, it's just, they're just trowling on backstory, though. It's just such a bad, it's just like. None like, of that feeds the story. I was born on the right side of the tracks. Yeah, but like none of that feeds the storyline at all, other than like he's rich, so he has a nice apartment. I mean, are they just yeah, trying to justify. That location, and that's the only. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand, but. Uh, all right. So, I mean, uh, anything that we talked about or that we did not talk about, you said you had some grievances to air. Do you, what did we cover everything I, that you hated? I think so. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's Good. not for me. <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> it's just, but you, you but said I, that your, your wife likes this movie, right? Yeah. She was, she was like, couldn't, she was amazed that I hadn't seen it. Now, and then she, she was laughing at my react because I'm, I'm the opposite of a poker face when i'm watching something i don't yeah. like oh, and, <laughs> and it's a recurring thing in our marriage because she watches a lot of reality shows and yes. stuff that just makes my skin crawl so oh, i'll just same. be on the couch just sighing and making old man noises <laughs> <laughs> i think i think sometimes she watches things to get that out, out of me more than she does for the actual like which is the only reason i can think of for anyone to watch like my 600 pound life i don't know what yes. the f- my wife watches right. that she watches those people who live in alaska like have a, like mm. a home, homesteading in alaska like what are you yes doing? i love that life life below zero i watch the shit out of that naked show. and afraid uh, or all of the survivors and all of the i'm just inter- intervention she watches inter- every intervention is exactly the same episode hoarders yeah we, we've watched a lot of hoarders mm. just because mm-hmm. she's got the remote and i'm in the room so that's what we're doing but yeah 
Yeah, I get it. And I um, make so many surly noises. And, well, the only difference with us and hoarders is because I have things like shelves full of VHS tapes. So every time she watches hoarders and they cut to anything that looks like something I own, I get a lot of like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Mandy, anything that we didn't hit on this movie that you needed to talk to us about? No, you, I don't think so. Keith, would you watch this movie again? Oh, you know, I kind of want to watch Bad Boys 2 now, honestly. Okay. Oh, just you to should. see yeah. how, you know. Where they went It's kind of like watching, like, when you, I'm trying to, I don't know another, I can't think of another example of, like, a really low-budget first movie, and then, like, the sequel is just out the door big, because, yeah. but, but, like, you know, I'd like to see, you know, when, like, because they're, they went into, they went into Bad Boys 2 with way more money, and everybody knows who they are, and all that stuff, and they're bigger stars, so I kind of would want to watch it from an academic, like, I don't think yeah. I would watch it and get excited about car chases. It, it's really good. And spoiler alert, Martin Lawrence accidentally takes ecstasy and it's fantastic. So I would highly recommend that. That's your 10 word synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And Martin Lawrence takes ecstasy. Go watch By it. By accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's so good. And I kind of want to watch, I feel like I, I need to watch it because actually one of my, one of my favorite comedies probably of the last 20 years is Hot Fuzz. Okay. With, oh, yeah. with Simon with Simon Pegg and and they just they, they the whole thing where dude where uh, what's his name is like so into the action movies and dude can't stand it. and then they get drunk and watch them and then they start acting out all the cliches and stuff and shit just got real. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love those guys. They're so amazing. Yeah, this has got to be. I feel like the... just for their sakes and just for the fact that I've, for as many times as I've watched Hot Fuzz, I've probably absorbed about half of Bad Boys too just by osmosis. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, that was right on the edge of that whole like I'm too old for this shit type of cliche cop movies. Right. So yeah, love it. Um, okay, what else would be? Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, Mandy, did, did you say you would watch this again? I don't know if we. Oh to- yeah, yeah, and now that this podcast is over, I'm for sure watching two, and two. then I'll probably rent three just sure. because. So. Yeah, I I have no reason to watch this movie again. I I'm glad I rewatched it for this but uh i yeah it's it's out the door for me i don't need it anymore <laughs> in my life um, trading that vhs tape in for sure <laughs> <laughs> i uh we just did a like a whole like last year's uh, garage sale we did like a whole liquidation of all of our vhs tapes and a lot of our dvds we got rid of a ton uh more so than i thought there were people out there buying dvds like crazy we were selling them for i want to say like three bucks a piece or something and we sold a shit ton of dvds man so. That's good to know because I'm getting ready for a garage sale as soon as we're allowed to, you know, sell our our contaminated shit to other people. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm going to be so afraid to go to Goodwill afterward because I'm like, I don't know where this shit's been. I know. But I want to go so bad. We live just down the street from a Goodwill. And for a while, there was a mountain growing outside of it where people were just dropping Mm -hmm. shit off. They had to put out like uh, tape, like like construction zone tape and like, just please stop leaving your shit here. Because they're like, nobody works, and we're going to literally throw it in a dumpster. Like, that's yeah, it Right. It's going to get rained on and ruined. It's, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's that's my, biggest, uh, my biggest hope for when things open back up is that I get to be, like, first in line at the, the Goodwill. So, I'll just bring man, in some gloves. I, yeah, it's, it's, I got to a point. I started, I started looking around when I, I, actually, I actually got some VHS tapes within, like, the last six months off of people on Facebook Marketplace that... <laughs> 
were just literally like, come take them from my house and you can have them. Nice. And yeah. like, I started looking to see like if I could buy some from people and they, they, they were so cheap that finally I just started finding people that were like, look, I've got a hundred VHS tapes with you'll come get them. <laughs> just and, get them away. Get them out of my and, house. Like, come yeah. to, and one lady I actually had to, she still had them on a shelf in her living room above the TV. Nice. And I had to like go and she had to go get a box <laughs> and I'm standing in this stranger's living room feeling really awkward. And, there's like a an inch of dust on all of them and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> now, are you looking for anything in particular, or are you just trying to widen out the selection? Just I mean, I, just, I, I had this idea for either a podcast or some kind of project, or just like to, or again, just to fill in some gaps in my own knowledge to like to sit and watch a bunch of these movies and mm-hmm. watch them on because there's something about watching them on VHS that I kind of like. It's for like sure. that whole you know you can't. It's hard to fast forward through stuff, and there's you gotta like try harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you've got the whole the previews at the beginning and all that are that are all just super dated. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, That's what I love most. That of- announcer guy who's probably dead now. <laughs> yeah. I love that most about watching those movies that you would tape off of television or whatever. Um, right. I would like sometimes I'll find those at garage sales and buy those anyway, just the VHS tapes. Not anymore because I don't have a VCR, but when I did, um, right, just to see what the commercials were from back oh, in yeah. the you know early '90s, late '90s or whatever. It was they're great. I love watching the especially local ads like local ads on tv back then it's ridiculous holy shit what's I going had on a couple i had a couple uh, yeah uh, your ceiling's falling in tapes. there were some people on uh there was some people on ebay back in the early days of ebay selling like bootleg vhs recordings of tv shows before you could buy like whole seasons of them on dvd and stuff sure and i remember uh one of my favorite shows ever was Mr. Show, Bob Odenkirk oh. and David Cross's old sketch show yep. on HBO. And I paid like 40 bucks to this guy for these just homemade tapes. And they were so badly edited. Like there's just like, you'd get like half the credits in the first one. <laughs> and then, and then like there was some other series that I ended up buying like a couple tapes of like bootleg and they're like half the commercial and then it would cut off and go to the next ep- the sure. next segment or whatever. But, yeah, that was a whole like cottage industry back in the wild days of eBay before right. you could just buy seasons of stuff, which now right. you don't need. They're all streaming. It's all there, yeah. All right, Keith, uh, we're, we got about two minutes to wrap things up. So do you have any plugs or anything you want to p- point people at during this time of COVID or uh, just um, something that well, you're enjoying in the world if you don't have anything that, you know? If you want to go, actually, uh, I'm one of the things I'm work, I'm working on some writing projects. I do have an out. My my last my my most recent album, The Goldfish, is out and is up for streaming on like all the streaming services. Okay. Um, I have a new album coming out that I luckily got recorded before all this happened. Uh, that'll be out this summer, and that's called Big Fat Dreamboat. Boat. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> And then uh, but what I'm actually really excited, just yesterday, I started a project three years ago where I write these little hundred word stories every yeah. day. And it's like just a writing exercise. These They have to be exactly a hundred words, self-contained, short fiction. And then yesterday, I put up my 1,000th story. Okay. Wow. So the, those are all at my website at keithbergman.com. When you, there's a thousand micro stories and you can just start randomly scroll through and read them and it's quite a rabbit hole to go down for sure yeah and so those That's stories awesome. are, they're unrelated to each other at all like they're separate individual stories right i think there's two or three total that might be like where something happens and then the next day i wrote another hundred words about the same person or something okay. but for the most part they're all very just self-contained wow. little and i try to make them like 
stories with a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, sometimes they're just like a chunk of dialogue, obviously from a character that you know you have to kind of get the context guess whatever. But it's a it's it is a it's a great writing exercise because sure. and on on my best days I do it first thing in the morning. And then it just kind of gets me in that frame of mind to work through the day. And, and it, it's, I've gotten, I ended up, I've got an entire manuscript of a novel that came out of one of them just from okay. an idea I got for one, one day. So it's a, yeah, like there's a, literally a hundred thousand words of short stories. And that's at KeithBergman.com. Anybody wants to check those out. KeithBergman.com. All right. We are yep. so late for time. We're going to, it's going to cut us off here in just a second. Uh, we always end this by playing a clip because we have no idea how to end it otherwise. So here's that last clip. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Oh, I'm keeping your sweet little friend for four hours until I make my deal. All right, good enough. That's it. There's five <laughs> right, at the end. All right, thank you so much, Keith.